0: Good evening, and this is the unofficial Wiccan Wanderers podcast, so let's dive straight into it, shall we? So, it's been an interesting couple of days on the road for the chair boys. Of course, we went and get, went down to Plymouth on Tuesday night, and then headed completely in the opposite direction up north to Sheffield Wednesday on the Saturday. So, it was an interesting one, not going to lie. Um... Our performance against Plymouth was completely not what I expected. I remember going into that, I would say, yeah, I'll take a point against the league leaders on Tuesday night. You know, we come away with everything else as a bonus. And bang, we come away with a 3-0 win. Brilliant. I think the thing I always always amazes me about Plymouth is, it's not, it, it is sometimes, it's mainly with us, but you do notice it a lot that their fans are just sore losers. They really are. Like they just don't let it go that they've lost the game, and uh, their so-called fan pie face is uh, apparently one who's right up there because we all know about him tweeting, "I effing hate the Wanderers." So get over it, you lost mate. <laughs> so anyway, what was surprising that is uh, Sam vote scored again, two goal, two goals in two games for him. Uh, McCleary getting back. Back on the uh, on the mark as well. Not with a goal, but with an assist. So that's that's brilliant. That's good for him. I mean, everyone is very critical about um, Sam Vokes, but honestly, if he had more assists over goals, I would still take that. I'd still be sat. I'd, I'd still be happy with that. All right. Yes, a striker's job primarily, yes, is to score goals. But like, if they have got just as many assists. You know, at least they're contributing something. They're not just a, pl- a player there to fill a gap. So, I mean, I think at one time, a couple of seasons ago, Harry Kane for Tottenham had more assists than he had goals. No one was complaining. I didn't hear any Tottenham fans at all complaining about that. So, I mean, I'd be happy with that. question is, is would you all out there be happy with that? I mean, don't get me wrong. He, he's got. He is getting back up the tally now. He did have a bit of a bit of a disaster against um, Sheffield Wednesday, though. That chance he had, I think he had more time than he realised, and he knows he should have gone back across the keeper, but he just sliced it, mistimed it, and it it won't come back to haunt him per se. It That won't happen, but. What you have got to say, is pure and simple, is is should he have realised that, hello, I've got more time around me, take a touch, take it towards the goal a bit more, like, alright, yes, I've got a player who is closing in behind me, but I had a bit more time than I realised, and, you know, I had a bit more time to get a more accurate shot, get a shot on target. So... We'll we'll see about that, but I'm still keeping the faith with Sam Vokes. I'm still, you know, I'm all wind to give him a chance. He's similar to um, when Marcus Bean uh, came to Wickham. Everyone was like, "Oh God, he's so bad. He's not good." There was there was a select few Wickham fans saying he's not great, but I stuck by him. I gave him a chance. I thought, you know what, he's got. A bit of he might not score any goals, but he's got good passing about him, and that's what I like. And over the you know over the course of his time, he proved that, and it did change. And then suddenly everyone loved him. So I'm not saying we don't love Sam Vokes. Of course not. We we I, you know he is contributing to the team. He's contributing to the campaign. Uh, it's just a, a few fans are expecting were expecting a bit more from him. So we we'll, we'll see where that goes in future games. The of course, Mometi getting on the score sheet again. Every A lot of you out there, I know, are massive fans of Anas Mometi. I am as well. It's just his confidence to run with the ball, take players on. I wish a few of the other players would emulate that as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, look up, pass. I'd say that's the only drawback on Mometi's game, is that he does not look up enough. He's starting to a bit more, but that was the drawback at first. He just was not looking up. It was not going great. But it's getting better. It's getting better for him, and of course he's on the score sheet. And of course he got on the score sheet again against Sheffield Wednesday. So of course that took a bit of a bit of a good deflection, but they all count at the end of the day, don't they? So of course a few things I will say is the 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 same things keep for me keep coming into into play. The backing off the when like I noticed when Sheffield Wednesday were constantly on the attack, you had like McCarthy, Abita, they were all, Stewart even, they were all doing this backing off and I don't like them doing that because you're just allowing the person to gain ground and potentially put a cross in or have a shot at your goal. And to me, that's dangerous play. It's, it really is, it, it, it's a risk. It's a massive risk. And I just hope Gareth will address that soon because to me, that needs to be stamped out on, and I'm sure for the rest of you, that's what needs to happen too. It needs to be stamped out on. So we'll see what happens there. Because and the 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 second the first Sheffield Wednesday goal was so sloppy. Like Stewart just watched the ball go round, go past him, and not gonna lie, as soon as the ball got round Allsop. That was it. It was going in. There was no there was no no doubt about that. So it was a very sloppy first goal. Second goal they scored, I think. Once it got around Stockdale, sorry. <laughs> Let me get my words right here. Um uh what once um but yeah, once it got around Stockdale, that was it. It, it was going in, there was no doubt about that, I think. The second goal I think Stockdale could have done a lot better. He really could have done. Um he really could have done a lot better there. But, uh, hey-ho. Jordan beat his free kick, I thought, was sublime. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Looking at... I did look at... I've looked at it a few times now. I'm thinking... I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it was a good free kick from him. Could the keeper have done a bit better? Because you've got to think he was on that side. But, in, in saying that, I do think them sometimes them free kicks are brilliant. The ones where you... You know, you don't try and bend it round the wall. You don't try and dip it over the wall to the opposite side, to the keeper's opposite side. You hit it the side where the keeper is, get it right in the corner. Sometimes I think they're the best free kicks. One thing I will say, of course, is, like, two things, really, is the aggression midfield. There's There's not enough aggressiveness. There's not enough, like, not, like, get up and go, but, like, there's not enough, like, you know... Challenging players Like like I said there's backing off But in the midfield It's like we're getting bullied You know Thompson needs to toughen up Mehmeti again The same In the midfield When they're not on the attack Need to toughen up a bit more So there just needs to be A bit more toughening up So And from McCarthy And from beta They just need to toughen up A bit more So And also the passing as well I think that's the one thing We lack In the midfield Not saying The players we've got Can't pass the ball Across the ground But I'd say we do lack someone with a bit more vision, shall I say, in the midfield. I'm not saying the players we've got haven't got vision, but I think we just need someone with a bit more creativity, a bit more unpredictability. You know, someone who can pick out a pass that's not predictable. That is what worries me at the moment. Is our style of play becoming too predictable? That teams are just reading it, they know what's happening, and then. Uh, the one thing I will say about, of course, about the stats is, of course, is very, very low, of course. Um, of course, 34% possession against Plymouth on Tuesday night, 16 shots, shots, 7 on target, 3 corners, 13 fouls. It really... <sighs> I mean, of course, what at the end of the day... If you get the ball in you know, you get the ball in the back of the net, it's a goal. But of course, the, the stats can reflect on how a team's played. Like, you know, we might have bossed that game 3 0, but the stats might tell a slightly different story of what actually went on. But hey ho, um we got a good amount good amount there. The game the Sheffield Wednesday game is the one that concerns me though, because throughout that game we only had six shots and the only two that went on target were the two that we scored. So that does concern me a little bit, and of course, number of, uh, I was hearing a few fans before the Sheffield Wednesday game saying about the, the referee, who has a bit of a reputation for, you know, not putting in good performances, not making the right calls, and things like that. There was this, there was an incident uh, where the key, uh, the Sheffield Wednesday keeper did come out, and. He did. Uh, Mamei was chasing it, and Mamei went straight over him. Uh, was it a free kick? Was it not? Looking at it, looking at—I've looked at it twice. I still think there could be enough in that for a free kick, possibly, and a potential booking. I, I wouldn't say no. It's—it's it's not a—it's not a red card because you can't really. Tell if they're going towards goal or not So I, I wouldn't say it's a red card So But we'll have to look that And of course I think personally A back three Is our strongest formation Is our strongest defence So like a back three of uh, Stuart Tafazoli, uh I would say uh, JJ on his day But if there's a better choice there That's one thing I hope Gareth will look for In January is a fullback with. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be more than happy to. I I, I would like to see Jack Grimmer have have some game time and play. Um, but if the opportunity's there to get in another fullback who can sit well in that position, with with a bit of, not not like not like too old, but not too young, but with a bit of experience about him, say like mid to late 20s uh like 27 something like that uh would be a good fit so hopefully maybe gareth will look at that in january now i'm going to take you on a a bit of a rarity here which is uh it's rare actually we get opposition managers praising uh Ainsworth and our team because I I rarely see it. Of course, <laughs> I mean I mean there, there is some about, but I mean I haven't really seen anything like this this season. So apparently, they, uh, Wednesday boss Darren Moore was saying that like you know we're organised, we're very very well prepared. You know, they're a good. We're a good team. You know, which is rare because when you get other EFL managers, everyone remembers, of course, um, Derek Adams like least said about him the better really to be honest uh what he said about us so um but yeah it's rare we see that it's rare we see that uh so like i say um so this season currently sam votes is the top goal scorer now he is part he's past mccleary with now six goals and three assists Obviously, he will sooner rather forget that uh, attempt against Sheffield Wednesday. And of course, Stockdale is getting really he's uh, getting a lot of credit, which he fully deserves. Because, all right, yes, he made a howler with the second goal on Saturday, but a few of his saves in that game were sublime. He was brilliant. So Stockdale really, for me, is getting a lot better. And he it, the motivation's there. He just I think we just need to work on this defensive player and not solely rely on him, which I feel like what we're doing. So what we are noticing here, what I what Stockdale has opened up to saying as well is that Gareth is calling a lot of uh players-only meetings, like at half time before the game, whatever. Which is brilliant, you know. It gives the players a chance to realise what they're doing wrong like you know they can realize it for themselves like what are we doing wrong here and that's probably what's happened in previous games like against it's more where we were 2-0 down at half time. you know he probably said like look i'm not going to go into the i'm not going to go into the changing room you guys are going to sort it out yourselves you're going to listen i will come in you want to talk about myself i will come in i will say look you know what you have to do what I'm going to do is change the formation, blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, so I it is it is sometimes the right thing to do is to call players only me in. So, as for this uh, n- new signed player, Ali Al-Hamandi, so one and a half year deal he's joined, of course, probably a lot of you already know this, uh, he is an international, he's played twice for his national team, uh and he's played several times for the uh under twenty-three team for Swansea. So it's it's not uh it's not a bad record, but obviously is he gonna get game time here? Is he gonna be able to prove himself? That's what I'm wondering. Is he this striker that isn't like Akin Fermo, that isn't like Sam Vokes, that is like Hadland and has a bit of pace about them? That's what I wanna know. Uh, And of course, um, Rob has been talking with Gareth, of course, uh, Rob Kuhig, and they're discussing what's going on. They're discussing what's going on, what's happening. And Gareth has always gone by the quote, he does not need a top budget to compete, which is that is standard. And... To that, what from what we know of Rob, he's is a very, you know, he's down to earth. he's a very patient guy, and he, he's apparently very patient with Angel. He realizes this of course isn't an overnight thing, it's not gonna turn around straight away, like we all know. But yeah, he's he's not putting any pressure on Gareth. And uh but like I say, but like before Rob came in, back when we were a fandom club, a lot of people were saying like we need money, we need this, we need that money will only take you so far it will get you the players but it's whether those players are going to you know return the favor and put in the quality that they that uh the money dictates that they're worth so we'll see what happens there and uh we'll go from there so hopefully of course we've got no game this weekend uh, next weekend sorry uh, and then of course we're back to back home games with uh Burton, older Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's men are coming back to Adams Park uh on a midweek game so that that'd be an interesting one we've uh and then of course we've got uh Wimbledon. uh a nice little sort of I'd say localish game almost you know not too far away so they'll probably bring a, a decent amount of fans down. Uh, maybe maybe not because Wimbledon aren't 100% playing well at the minute but you never know you never know so uh, and hopefully see you all down there for both games this has been the unofficial Wickham Wanderers podcast I've been Kieran Hearn thank you for joining me see you soon come on the chair boys